This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Hi, welcome to the show. My name is Chris Hambling. I'm your host as always. Um, if you only knew the technical problems we'd just been through and the amazing timing of actually just getting on air there, honestly, you've just got no idea. Um, welcome, welcome, and welcome. Uh, well, I'm going to start with, uh, with going around my team. Um, there's a fair few of us today, and I'm not sure who's actually returned from the technical problems and who hasn't. Uh, we've certainly lost Matthew Packham at the moment, so uh, I'm going to start and talk to Ben, who might disappear later. Ben, hello. I'm here for the moment, Chris, yeah. Yay, you're our substitute, Matt Packham, and uh, and how's the throw? Uh, um, interesting, yeah, it could disappear at any time tonight, so it could be quite entertaining for the listeners. Uh, you sounded like a, uh, a pubescent teenager at the weekend, well, certainly after the Player of the Year do, and you were behaving like one as well. How do you, uh, you face those allegations? <laughs> Uh, they're all lies, lies Lost. and deceit. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we, it does, doesn't it, Mark? Um, yeah. Well, we all had it. We had a great weekend at the Player of the Year, and obviously, much, much more about that later on. Um, okay, good stuff. Well, Aaron, we didn't see you at the Player of the Year, do? Because uh, you bet you weren't there, really, and that's the main reason we didn't see you. So, what have you been up to? I have um, <clears throat> not been up to much. I've got my driver's license today. My provisional. Huzzah! Congratulations and. Uh, you decided what car you're going to learn to drive in yet? Uh, well, I'm just going to be learning with my dad. Free driving lessons. Ah, oh, yeah. see, that's the way forward. That way, if you do what I did and take, like, 60 driving lessons and 17 <laughs> tests, it's cheaper. Yeah. Still, still, to put your mind at rest, I now drive just under 50,000 miles a year, and I've still not managed to crash. Fantastic. Yes, anyway, well, it's good to have you on, mate. And tonight is obviously your last show, isn't it? It is. I'm quite the uh, Last show of the season, that is. Not last show forever. We're not... We're not booting you forever. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> but uh, but you're gonna. But I hope you enjoy this one. 
And, uh, I will. Yeah, and we'll speak to you in a bit. Um, I'm going to leave Mark to last, mainly because he deserves it, and we're going to talk to John Burgess. Happy to have John back. Hi, John. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm grand, thanks, grand. Now, I uh, didn't see thee at uh, Blair at Yeddu either. How were you? Um, probably drunk somewhere, to be honest. Not Hold at Blair at Yeddu. Hold on one second. Uh, Matt, can you not blow into your microphone while we're on air? Thanks. Cheers, mate. Uh, deep breathing. Now, He's deep breathing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's disgusting, isn't it? Now, um... What we're gonna? Uh, sorry, John, I did interrupt you. Didn't you didn't get yourself to the player of the year, do? What were you up to? I, I, d- I don't actually remember. I lost about a week of my life. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And um, well, I mean, you know, you, you've been off off air for a while with us, and uh, you've still been on your your Palace Radio show. But uh, why have you been away from us for so long? Actually, it's a really long story. Okay, is it, so is it boring? No, it's well, yeah. I mean, there was the, there was these pigs, right? And I tried sending them up yeah. in hot air balloons, and they didn't like it. They conspired against me. They kidnapped me, allowed right. me to do Palace Radio, but they said they wouldn't let me on Homesdale. Well, that's. I mean, that's the number of times that's happened to all of us, John. I mean, you know, it's it's a terrible thing. On that uh, on that bombshell, um, let's let's find out Matt Packham's back, Matt. Hello, Seed. Hello, <laughs> right, buddy. Now you, uh, you're sitting up today. Usually you're lying down while doing the show, and can't you tell? You're, uh, you're up and you're awake, yeah? Yeah, that's true, mate. I'm up for once. I uh, thought it's time for a change. And uh, over the course of the the player of the year, do um, certainly Mark felt you you were actually a different person because of the, the you were a little excitable at the weekend, weren't you? Well, lovely chart. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, anyway. Mark. Um, yeah. Right. I'll take that as a compliment. It was sort of a compliment, I think. <laughs> in some ways. All right, mate. Well, we'll look forward to talking to you in a bit. And uh, and Mark, last but not least, um, how Evening, how are you? All right. Yeah, top draw, top draw. Yeah. Did you have anything Cracking you wanted to uh, anything you oh, wanted no, to talk? Uh, Cracking few days, really. Uh, out on the piss and the curry on uh, Thursday night with a few pals and uh, yeah. Friday bands forum. That was a great great evening. I really enjoyed that sensible and uh play the year do which was far from sensible but it was a great do and uh sunday in the recovery position so now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're obviously we sunday. will be uh listening to some of the results of that player of the year uh in a very very short while but um is but i mikey, think there was... is that mikey trying to be funny um possibly yeah yeah background, um background noises of that just technical problems <laughs> i think i think there's just a little a uh, little bit of static hanging around and stuff like that from the uh from the problems we've had but let's hope let's let's move on and uh, and forget all about it i mean yeah obviously there was one particular highlight that we'll hear in the dan's interview mm, um, absolutely, I, think, yeah. I mean i uh, just to um yeah well i it, i think it was a highlight for both yourself and uh and neil dan's in fact so uh, yeah, we'll we'll hear that shortly. And uh, I mean, whole radio, what, I think. Uh, what else have you been up to, Mark? Uh, drinking, smoking, gambling, and then um, drinking, smoking, gambling, and then um, drinking, smoking, gambling. Hmm. Hmm. Really? Okay, well, that's good. Okay, let's move on. Uh, right. Well, the. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's go to contact information. If you want to talk to us today, you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a radio bit on. It's 0208 123 Our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash whole radio. And our Twitter page is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Anything you want to talk to, uh, to us about later on after the player of the year clips, um, that would be great. Just give us a ring. 
or any subjects for discussion for the rest of us, uh, email email them, and uh, and we'll get onto them after we've played out the Player of the Year stuff. But uh, the first thing we're going to go to do... Oh, sorry, before I do that, we've got uh, we've also got a survey that's been online uh, over the last couple of days. We've had a fantastic response for that survey. Uh, some very interesting and very nice comments. So I want to thank everyone who's already filled that in. If you haven't done, just go to www.wholeradio.net forward slash survey. Fill it in. It's seven questions. Um, it gives us an idea of what you want going into the new season, since we've only got one more show left of this season. And uh, one lucky user will be picked to win next season's shirt, and that is a definite will be picked. It's not a six-week delay while Nick tries to get a question right. And Okay, and before we go and talk to, to Kevin Day live, we'll have a quick break for News in Brief. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park every Monday night. This is Homestale Radio. Hi, welcome to Palace News in Brief. This week we'll be reading out the Player of the Year awards in the absence of any other news and because we do not wish to talk about our underwear like we did last week. The first award was for Outstanding Achievement for the Crystal Palace FC Study, Study Centre and that went to Sabela and Nayana. The second award was for the Crystal Palace FC Foundation Employee of the Year and that went to Rob Perrett. The third award of the year went to, for the Crystal Palace FC Foundation Coach of the Year, it went to Kenneth Talbot. The fourth award of the evening went to the Palace Ladies Player of the Year, Abigail Ingram. The Employee of the Year went to Susan Biggs. And Scholar, Scholar Player of the Year went to Wilf Zaha. And the Academy, brackets 9 to 16, Close brackets. Player of the year was none other than Orion Innis. The Croydon Guardian fan of the year was the fantastic Adrian McCulloch. The Special Achievement Award was presented to the family of the late Malcolm Allison. Uh, the goal of the year was Darren Ambrose versus Sheffield United on the 19th of February 2011. And the award for Vice President's Young Player of the Year went to Wilf Zaha. And Vice President's Player of the Year was Neil Dans. And the Supporters Trust Young Player of the Year with his third award of the evening was to Wilfred Zaha. The final award of the evening went to Player of the Year, ever present, but not at the award, Nathaniel Klein. <laughs> that was Palace News in Brief. We want to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email. Radio at homestale.net. Hi, welcome back. We're lucky enough to be joined by uh, Kevin Day on the line. Kevin, you're using Skype for the first time today. How are you finding it? Uh, well, I'm, I'm panicking a little bit because the IT department in the shape of Mrs. Day has just decided to abandon me to it. I, I didn't even <laughs> realise we had Skype. You, you, you were talking to me about using Skype on yesterday and I said I'd go to a mate's house and it was then that she decided to, to tell me that we had Skype all the time so it's the first, <laughs> very... yeah, first time I've used it and uh, I've been abandoned but I can see question marks with under oh, I don't know there's no point just carry on listening it's, it's pretty confusing 
you're, you're a question mark on my page as well, so if that helps you feel, in, feel included, that might... Uh, Philosophically, you've just done my head in there by saying I'm a question mark on the page. That's it. I'm a question mark on the page of Homestead Radio's life. That's terrible, isn't it? Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that in some ways we're all question marks on the page of life? We are a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, I, I wish I'd asked that question at the fans forum the other night. I wish I'd asked <laughs> Are we in some way all question marks on the page of life? <laughs> it had gone well. I would have liked to hear Lenny Lawrence's answer on that one. It would have. Lenny taken... Lawrence, I, I could only stay for the first half on Friday. Lenny Lawrence just is the one of the funniest. I don't know if he, if he means to do it, but he's one of the funniest people going. When he was talking about the uh, attention span of modern footballers, yeah, it was, <laughs> he was. He was on. I, I do a podcast with um, Mark Chapman and Graham Pohl. He was a phone guest on two weeks ago, Lenny. And he was. Oh, he excellent. Was, yeah, he was really good, and not just about Palace, but about just about football in general and how football's changed. But he did. Um, He's, he's, I didn't expect him to say anything else other than he thought Palace were a fantastic club, but he seemed genuine when he said that he'd never actually had a club with better fans and he was, he yeah. was going on the, uh, the, the fanatics especially because it was just after the Forest game and he just said he was, he was blown away by the, uh, the Holmesdale display and he, he seemed mm. like a genuinely nice fellow, but then of course I tweeted that and then loads of Bristol Rovers fans got in touch to say that he ruined their club, so you can't please everyone. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, that's a little unfair. And I thought he, he displayed an incredible knowledge and what I think was probably, it was the funniest thing, because I remember Dougie talking about him being his best signing and then uh, saying that he's a man of few words. I think he'd saved them all up until, until the fans for him. It was pretty well, impressive well, stuff. Well, he was really on our podcast, because he, he went to great pains to, to, to point out that he was an employee of, of Dougie, that it was Doogie who asked him, but Doogie was very much the boss. And that there were several times when he'd said, look, this is how I'll do it. And Doogie said, well, thank you very much, but this is how it's going to be done. So it, it's clear that, you know, Doogie obviously has a great deal of respect for him, but he's, mm. you know, he's, he's, a, he's a man in his own right. But I, I was really impressed with, with Lenny Lawrence, especially at the fans' throw. And I, I, I think he's, um, I'm, I'm really pleased that we've got him on our side now. And he's, he's such a... He's such a calm presence on the. I mean, how many other clubs have got a man in a blazer sitting on their on their bench as well? You you, you can't argue that. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I like that. That's <laughs> a bit of class to proceedings. Mark, you wanted to ask something. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I just sorry. I I was there too, uh, Kevin, and I uh, I was quite impressed myself by uh, what he had to say and the way he said it. I think uh, he'd make quite a good after dinner speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that? I did. Yeah, I'm still not convinced whether he he was. Meant to be funny after times. He looked a bit bemused when people <laughs> were laughing. But he was. Uh, I thought the whole thing was. I, I, I had a chat with Steve Parrish before, and I thought the whole thing was indicative of how how our club's advancing because certainly there was an openness and an honesty uh, about the the questions and the answering that, that I don't think we would have got in the last fifteen years, to be perfectly honest. And I, no. I came away. I mean, I'm very optimistic anyway, but I came away a lot more optimistic than I had been for a while. And there was no there was no false promises. There was there was no you know there's no promised to spend money we haven't got it was just and and what shines out as well is the is the passion of the the people that are running the club at the moment and we yeah i think we all knew that but to, to actually see it articulated in front of you was was fantastic and also just in the time i was talking to steve Parrish and steve Grant beforehand just you know just a queue of people coming up to talk to not me i hasten to add which i was disappointed enough but a queue of people to come yeah. up and they, they spoke to everybody they, they autographed everybody they had photographs and that's Again, that's something that wouldn't have happened in, in previously, so it's really nice to see that happening close up. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, like, uh, well, on, on the Player of the Year day as well, I, I, I recorded over an hour of footage just interviewing the players, and they were just, you'd have never seen them quite so accommodating. It's just such a nice atmosphere around the club at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, totally we, agree on that. 
I missed the player of the year, dude, because uh, it was a mate of mine's 50th birthday. We had a, we actually had a table booked, and his missus didn't know that, so she organised his a massive party for him. So we had. To oh. So when we weren't there, and the fan time wasn't there either. So that <laughs> no, exactly no. Well, there's been a fair, fair amount of chat about that, hasn't there? Well, there has. I mean, I I think. I, I, well, Mark Bright kind of kicked it off and he's sticking his oar in. I, yeah. I can understand both points of view. I mean, if he knew he was going to win, you'd like to think he would come back to get it. But on the other hand, you know, he's, he's played every game of the season. I mean, he, 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 I don't mm. know how much more he needs to do to prove that he's he's committed to the club. And, and you know, hopefully we can we can get. I mean, I, I think he was probably badly advised, Pierre, about about coming back. You know, especially after what yes. happened at West, you'd think the club you'd think the club would have said, look, you know. Football fans in the press being what they are, they'll find anything negative they can they can latch onto, and, and sure enough, they did in a, in a kind of small way. But yeah, compared to a, compared to a brawl at West Ham, it's it's hardly the same division, is it? So no, exactly. I mean, obviously, people have, have every right to to sort of to feel a little bit aggrieved. I think it didn't help that um, for all for legitimate reasons, both Spironi and Ambrose weren't there as well. You know, two yeah. two big players that everyone wanted to see, and it just it just seemed to sort of kick off from there really I don't, I don't know I mean there was a lot of talk about the reasons obviously it was pretty clear I think that he was on holiday and, but the reason he didn't come back doesn't seem to be abundantly clear so you know it's a shame but it, it is what it is I don't think I think it was a great night anyway and I don't think people should dwell on it frankly no absolutely um, I quite should dwell on how well he played all season to be perfectly honest yeah I think you've got to give him a break for that you know he's a young lad as well so you know you know, giving the benefit of the doubt I think John yeah. Burgess has just called me a suck up for saying that Thanks, thanks, John. Oh, that was John, actually aimed at you, uh, Chris. Oh, all right, Sorry okay. To, uh, you know. call, me, call me anyway if you want. <laughs> okay, yeah, listen, Kevin. I've got balls to say to your face, oh. though. That's why this is trouble. Yeah, that's true. I was just going to go into a, a couple of quick questions about your career, mate, and then we'll go back to just rambling about Palace, if you don't mind. Um, I've I've written these out all professional, like, so I'm going to read them. Going to read them like I did, like say them right. That went that went well. No, you no. are no. I'm not, no. You, it says, you are known mainly these days for your presenting work on TV, especially Match of the Day 2, <clears throat> but have had a long career both performing and writing comedy. Do you prefer performing stand-up, or are you happier writing? Uh, performing. I, I still, the way that my, I, I hesitate to use the word career, because that sounds like there's a plan, but I mean, at the moment I do a lot more writing than performing, but when, when people ask me what I do, what I am, I always say stand-up comedian, that's in, in my heart, that's that's what I do. I'm writing a show for, at the moment for a, a Lake District comedy festival, and hopefully for Edinburgh next year. Stand up is 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 what I love, but it's just after after a while, on, on, I got caught between a rock and a hard place. I was I was without standing flash. I was too big to do the sort of comedy circuit. But yeah. Then when I left, then when I left that, I wasn't big enough to do the massive sort of theatre arena tour. So I mean, I was sort of caught slightly between two stools. So. I don't do as much stand up as I'd like to do. I still I still love stand up. I much prefer it to to writing. So I I had a short lived career trying to write four other comics which just doesn't work because that was very frustrating. But I, lo- I mean I love writing. I write on you know Buzzcocks at the moment we're doing Yeah. What got news for you, we just finished League of Their Own. I do love writing on T V shows, but there's there's something slightly unsatisfying about somebody else getting your laugh and it's it's all for me it's there's nothing better than coming up with something there and then and getting people to laugh at it there and then yeah, having said that there's nothing worse when it doesn't work but it's it, I, I, live performance is what I, I love the most absolutely 
Okay, I mean, yeah. You mentioned, obviously, write, writing for the likes of Buzzcocks. That was actually my next question that I was going to give to someone else, but it seemed a natural place to kind of lead on to that, really. So I'm, I'm going to dig in straight away. And so you wrote, I think, when I was, I was looking up to do a bit of research, you sort of wrote for Dave Allen in your early career, done things like the 11 o'clock, show, 11 o'clock show, Graham Norton, and obviously yeah, decade, yeah. for a decade now you've done Buzzcocks. What, what yeah. was your sort of favourite personal show to write for? Uh, I, I loved working with Dave Allen because he was a hero of mine when I was a when I was a kid. But the, the thing with Dave Allen is you, you didn't really write for him. I mean, to be honest, it was ITV. It was his last series, and it was on ITV, and they wanted him to have younger writers. He didn't need writers, and he didn't particularly want writers. He was lovely. He and I were good mates, and I was, I was devastated when he died. But that, I mean, for me, that was a fantastic experience simply because I was working with Dave Allen. But I think my favourite. The, the first TV series, the first high-profile TV series, I, was, I never intended to do it. I just got asked to do it by a producer who was a Palace fan, funny mm. enough. It, uh, it was, um, they think it's all over. Uh, oh, yeah. So I did the last uh, like eight, nine, ten series of that, and that was, that was a fantastic experience because I, you know, I looked after Lineker for, for the most part, got to meet a lot of really brilliant people, uh, and it was just, it was, that was the first time I'd been around a TV show other than being in one, basically. So it, to be sort of immersed completely in it and to be, you know, to be there for every second of the recordings and to be there for two days a week writing it. And it was with a particularly decent team of people as well. And, I'm, you know, Hancock and I were mates. So that was the one mm. I, I, I really enjoyed. But, I mean, I love, I love, it. it's, I'm really, really uh, lucky. You know, I, I work in, a, in an industry that I really enjoy working in, I, I, I really enjoy it. And I, you know, you couldn't ask for a better job than Max the Day Two for a start off. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky enough to do a job where, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm in a job where I'm knowing if I have to do four hours work a day. That's how lucky I am. <laughs> you know I mean? And I, I'm in a job where people bring you a cup of tea. But it, it's lovely. I mean, I'm, I'm doing, I'm working on. I got news for you tomorrow. I'm the writer in the studio on on Thursday, which is particularly exciting because all any stuff that comes in that's new, you have to write there and then. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm quite proud of what I do, and I really, really enjoy it. I, I, I really enjoy what I do, and it's, it's also, I mean, I've met some amazing people through doing it. But it, it's funny, it's every job, even it, sometimes there are jobs. You know, I've, it's no, I wrote Dancing on Ice this year, and I, yeah, for various reasons, I agreed to do it. But you, it, it's <laughs> not something I particularly would say I enjoyed. But you find something in every job that you get enjoyment out of. You know, and it's like yeah. you think, well. I don't particularly like. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I did like it, but it's, it's not a creative job in the same way that working with I've got these few years. But yeah, the upside is that I got to stand next to Torvald and Dean while they rehearsed on a Sunday. So <laughs> there's always there's always something good in my job. You know? I mean, there's yeah, yeah. And there are far more positives than negatives in, in my job. The, the, the big negative in what I do is that I I miss more Palace games than I'd like to simply because so many shows are recorded on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night mm. or I'm doing Max the Day Tour on a, on a Saturday but you, know, you can't really complain about your life if the, if the worst thing that happens is you don't see as much of the team that you love when you're doing it you know yeah I guess yeah, it must be, a, must be a real pain so my producer is saying can you move potentially closer to your mic I don't know if you can uh, well, yes I can do it's, it's a short mic on a, on a thing so I'll, I'll, I'm trying to yes oh uh, awesome. just How's that? My wife's just popped in to, to say, can I remind you that I do tend to answer questions too fully? No, uh, do you know what? You're, you're, re- you're genuinely doing me a, a huge favour because one of the things we like to do is, is organise organize ourselves in the sort of half hour before the show. But since there was a mistake that we're not going to dwell on by the producer, we've not, <laughs> assigned any, we've not assigned any questions to anyone, so no one knows what I'm going to make them ask. So, um, 
that is my wife's so just, way of saying I like the sound of my own voice too much, by the way. But just, <laughs> oh, bless. Feel free, off, feel free to cut me off at any time. No, no, no worries at all, mate. We're on no particular strict time yet. Although once Mark gets going alongside you, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Hello, Mark. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish off my questions there, actually, and then and hand over to the other guys. Hopefully they're going to be reading the document that I'm reading these from as well. Uh, and my last one is, uh, it basically is talking really about your, your sort of early days in stand-up, and it's, I know a few, uh, few people have been trying, my brother try, is trying stand-up at the moment, and it doesn't, doesn't, it's not known for paying well uh, um, in the early stages when you're sort of building an audience and what have you, so you're likely to have done some, some interesting jobs alongside that. Uh, what, would, what would you say was the worst job you've had to do? Uh, well, I was, a, I was the world's wimpiest builder for a while, uh, I mean, I was working for the NHS when I when I started doing stand-up comedy, and I people don't believe I, I was dared into doing my first stand-up gig because I was one of those people we'd go and see quite a lot of comedy, especially in in Ballymun at the Cartoon in Croydon, and, and I would always be the mouthy one at the back saying I can't believe we've paid to get in. This is rubbish. And eventually, my mates dared me to do an open spot, which is where it went from there. But I had a really decent career in the, in the NHS at the time. I was working in personnel department uh, uh, for the London Ambulance Service, but I'd I, I'd. I worked in an insurance company in Kingston once, which was so bad, I actually threw myself down two flights of stairs to get a couple of days off work at one stage. <laughs> uh, and I was, I, I, for a time, I worked with my girlfriend's dad. He was a builder, but he was, um, he, he was a lovely bloke, but he's the chippiest little fellow you've ever met in your life. He was only small, and he had, he had all sorts of personal problems, and he just wanted to test himself all the time. So if, if we had to remove a radiator from a house, for example, he wouldn't wait for it to cool down and bleed. He would lift up a hot radiator off the wall and expect me to do the same sort of thing. And I, I just wasn't physically capable of doing it. So that was a really hard, long six months. He thought he was going to make yeah. a man out. He didn't. He made a screaming wimp out of what, who was. <laughs> I was already a screaming wimp, but he made me, he made me even more of a screaming wimp. So, so I mean, I've had, I've had a fair, I've been fairly lucky. I mean, I was in, my mum still never really got over the fact that I left a good career in the NHS to become a, com- a comedian. And the, the fact is, yeah. I, I didn't, I was able to do the, the foxy little gigs to learn my trade because I was working at the same time. So, uh, and in fact, it was only after a couple of years that I'd, I had to give up because I was, I was getting in later for work than people I was telling off for being late for work. So I had to make <laughs> about whether I'll become uh, a professional comic or not. So uh, oh, I, got asked to the I got asked to do the Edinburgh Festival one year and I'd already had the annual leave, so I'd made the decision to leave. And uh, For the most part, I haven't looked back. So. Okay, sorry, before I had... You say, you say your brother's trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, well, he's an, he's an actor and you know how acting goes. You know, he's, it's, you can get a job at the London Dungeons and what have you, but actually genuinely being out and doing, doing acting work is quite tough. And he's, you know, he's, he's a relatively amusing lad. So he started, just started out trying it, you know, trying a few bits and pieces out. Does improv as well, like a lot of the, lot of the actors do as well. So, well, improv something is your concept. The, the economics of stand-up comedy are such now that because, because there are there are so mo- so fewer clubs than there used to be when I first started out. I mean, there were so many more clubs that you could try places out. But nowadays, if people charge, like the comedy store, for example, charge eighteen quid to get in. So they're not mm. going to take a risk. They're not, they're not going to take a risk on new acts. So you've already got to be a really good act before you even get an open spot at the comedy store. And the, the trouble is, even some of the smaller clubs are charging ten, twelve quid to get in. So if they've got a full a full house, yeah, if they've got hundred people who pay twelve quid. They can't just let anybody wander on. Like when when I first did it, they would let anybody wander on because if you've paid three quid to, to watch the act, you don't you don't care if one of them's rubbish for five minutes. But it's much much mm. harder for for new comics now. That's just why there are so many competitions for new comics and so many talent shows because 
it's just harder for them to get to get booked. And there's a lot of courses for new comics as well because so few so few clubs are willing to take the risk and, and book new acts or even give new acts five minutes unpaid to try their stuff out. So it's going to be a slog for your brother. I mean, it's worth doing it. He has to really, really want to do it, but it's worth doing it. But it will be a slog. Yeah, I say certainly. I, I think he's enjoying it, but it's just, it's always like money side of things, especially if you have to live in London. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to hand over to Ben next. Off you go, Ben. Mm, yeah, we've had a question sent in from somebody called Kermit who uses the Homestead board, and he's uh, it's quite a personal question, probably one that we won't understand as much as you will. But he says I went to the same religious school as Kevin at the same time. Would you kindly ask him if he could have kept one of the teachers as a pet after he left? Which one would he have chosen? And has he got any brother Austin experiences he'd like to share? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brother Austin used to collect the, uh, yeah, Brother Austin was a bit like Private Godfrey from Dad's Army, except, <laughs> except, yeah, except that Private Godfrey didn't have a really powerful right hook. Um, it, it's funny, <laughs> I, I was at a party the other night with a lot of kids I used to go to school with, and it, it was a South London grammar school in Battersea, Salesian College it was called, and it was, uh, it thought it was a minor public school, and it was just, I, my own children don't believe well my own but I've only got one son but he, when we tell him about the random and arbitrary violence the teachers inflicted on us it was uh, yeah, it was dreadful if I could keep one teacher as a pet it would have been John Doyle he, he's, he was the classic cliched Welsh PE teacher he was just absolutely obsessed with rugby and if I could keep if I had one he's small enough to go on a mantelpiece and also I would just I would, once a day I would just get a length of gym rope with a big leather strap on the end of it and hit him <laughs> round the face like he used to hit us round the face with it just <laughs> so, Jesus but it, I know it was a funny I mean it, it, yeah. we all came out of it with, with, with qualifications and that. sixth form was great that was completely different but it, it was a kind of it, it wasn't a pleasant place in terms of you know I'm no. one teacher there's a teacher called Pete Flower Kermit will probably remember a teacher called Pete Flower who I really liked he was a young Labour Party member really nice bloke really friendly to all of us and on the last day of fifth form I was just leaning back in my chair with a perfectly mm. normal look on my face I thought he came and punched me off the chair and he said that's because we're not allowed to hit you in a sixth form and I've been looking at your dumb grin for the last five years and it's really annoyed me so that's, that's how it was the thing is of course you'd go home and say to your parents the teacher punched me today and they'd say well you're sure you deserved it so and also we had these terrible poncy maroon uniforms as well which just and we the school was an old school, but a, a, a Battersea housing estate had built up around it, so you used to run the gauntlet every day, getting home on the bus in these Ponzi maroon uniforms. So, so yeah, yeah Kermit and I should get together, because otherwise uh, yeah, this will turn into a therapy session otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise there's quite so much feeling behind that. It might, it might explain yeah, it was, some of uh, the... It was a good school, and you, we, as I say, you got. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't terrifying. It wasn't like being in prison, but it. it yeah. It, it was just so different. The fact is, they they ruled your life, and the fact is that while you were at school, between nine and half past three, if if they wanted to hit you, they could hit you. And the the, the odd thing is that you know, the ninety percent of the teachers were were priests or monks, and you kind of think, I I can't remember the bit in the New Testament where it says, feel free to go around and hitting twelve year old boys because they. Were, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not in there. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. The second half was whether or not you have had an affair with Imogen Thomas and have used a super injunction to protect your identity. But we're going to leave that one out. That's weird. Weird how that works. If I had done, I think I would be. Oh, talk about an ill-advised decision to take that super injunction. It's just. I know. And then to announce you're going to sue the entire internet is uh, slightly well, unwise. <laughs> that's why the MP named him today as well, so in, in the House yeah. of Commons, suddenly he's, 
if he hadn't made that threat, that would have been, it's just, it's, I mean, I, do you know, people, I think, to a degree, people are, of course, they're entitled to their privacy. And the fact that, the way the tabloids talk about freedom of speech, it, it's rubbish. Yeah. They don't, they're not interested in freedom of speech. They just want to print what they can about the more famous people they can. But, exactly. You know, so it, the money for them, it's only about money, ever, only ever is. Of course it is. It's only ever about money. But the, the fact is, if you, if you, you know, that super injunction thing, if it's not available to everybody, it shouldn't be available to just the rich and famous who want to keep stuff out of the press, essentially. But, I mean, I think it's a shame that we're all so keen to to read it, to be perfectly honest. And I'm as bad as anybody else. I mean, we get we all get caught up in it. You feel a little bit dirty, don't you? But then, mm. you know, I'm sure there are things that went on at the Player of the Year do on Saturday night that certain hosts on radio probably wouldn't want to talk <laughs> out. No, certainly certainly, certainly the five-year fans have gone very quiet. Yeah, really. I'm not a smoky audience. No, there was some very strange pictures that came out of that, I'll tell you. Um, including one with me with a napkin on my head. I don't want to go into why that happened. I'm not, sh- not really sure what, what I was there. It's very strange. I don't remember doing that. Um, we've, uh, right, well, we've, I've probably got enough time just to run around and do a question each from people. Oh, Packham's telling me he's got that picture as his laptop wallpaper. Thanks, Pax. Um, yeah, sorry. We're uh, just going to get a question from everyone so they all get a go. I'm going to go to Aaron. Aaron, have you, Aaron, have you picked something? Oh, no, Aaron's disappeared from the uh, call. Let's forget, oh, Aaron. Uh, for uh, Kevin. Let's, go. let's go, Mark here. Hi, Kevin. Um, Hello. We'd like to think that we do a little bit of research on this show, contrary to what it might sound like. But um, is it true that you actually held your wedding reception in a banqueting suite at Sellers Park? Uh, it is true, yes. We had to, we had two wedding receptions. We had one at uh, the comedy store, and then we had the, the main one after the wedding itself at, at the Bank of the Street at Sellers Park, yes. How do your uh, missus think about that? What does she think about that? Well, she was all right, actually, because we got quite a good deal out of the club. She was, she was, she was fine. She was quite happy. It was, um, I mean, she understood. I mean, we played Grad all over on the organ when we came out of the church as well, so... She, un- she understood, and it was uh, it was great. I mean, it was really good. It was actually a fantastic night. It was brilliant, and the club did proud, I have to say. But it, I, in my memory, I, it didn't take a lot to persuade her. But she's got a better memory than I have, so maybe I'll check with her in a minute. <laughs> but no, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was it was a really good night. Of course, it was a few years ago then. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Yeah, but it, it was it was just after the season had ended. So we, uh, about fifty of us ended up on the pitch having a kickabout, which was just. It was just, it was very special. It was in 19, when was it? 1994, so it was, it was great. I, it's, I'm still quite proud of the fact that I had my wedding reception at Sellers Park, to be honest. Right, I just wanted to know, um, also, I know you've written for Joe Brand, haven't you, in the past, and obviously she is uh, another Celebrity Palace fan, so yeah. do you see much of her? Do you speak to much? Do you do any more writing for her? I saw, I, mean, uh, enough, I saw Joe on uh, on Saturday night. This the, the party we made. We, she was she was there. We had a lot of chat. I, I I collaborated with Joe rather than, than writing with Joe. It's always very sensitive when two stand ups kind of write with each other because it's it's uh, ideally it's not good for stand. It's like it's like a cat staring at its reflection in the window. Eventually something <laughs> goes badly wrong. But but we we collaborated on a series that she did through the through the cake on. I sort of script editing for. Yeah, I'm still with Joe and I. I've known Joe virtually. We we sort of started on the circuit uh, together, and I went to school with uh, her husband. We introduced, you know, me and Ali introduced Bernie to Joe. So, uh, yeah, and she's a uh, she's a good Palace fan, Joe as well. She was um, she was slightly. Yeah, I've seen her seen her a few times this season. Yeah. Yeah, because her uh, brother's a her brother's a season ticket holder. Her whole family are Palace fans, so she's a she's a good fan. What is going on? Some sort of noises. Yeah. And uh, we. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but you, or were you, or I don't know, maybe you were, but um, there was a beer festival at Sellers Park the other week. Yep. Uh, yes, I was aware. Were you there? 
No, I wasn't. But um, oh. it, that evening, the, the FYP uh, fans, we did our last podcast in the Waterfront Pub in Streatham, and quite a few people turned up from the uh, from the beer festival. Worse for wear, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny. I mean, I hear <laughs> it was a fantastic success. And I hear Neil Morris's uh, Eagle Ale, or whatever it's called, was. Uh, yeah, uh, it's amazing. Well, stuff. That, yeah, that's what I was going to move on to because um, I was going to say, obviously, you, I'm sure you're aware that uh, Neil was there, and we. Uh, yeah. Uh, had a little interview with him, which was uh, quite interesting for for many what, reasons. And of course, what time, what, what time of day was it? Well, <laughs> so it was. was the event, off. Picked off, the event yeah. picked off at twelve. I think right. we got to interview him about three, and then oh, I think yeah. around about six. But uh, oh. yeah, no, he he was promoting his Palace Ale, which uh, is going on sale next season at the club, yeah. and uh, it was very nice. But. He was uh, he was very accommodating when we interviewed him, and he was uh, his top guy. I don't know if you if you, he used to have this club in uh, in central London near Covent Garden, which which unfortunately went tits up because partly because he's so generous, he wouldn't let anyone buy a drink. Is he such a? <laughs> but he, you, you uh, next time you meet him, make sure it's in the daytime. Don't go out of him, and whatever you do, don't, don't try and match him drink for drink because he'll win. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a, he's such an amiable bloke. He uh, yeah. he he terrified. He accidentally terrified my son when my son was six. My son loved Bob the Builder. He absolutely loved Bob the Builder. So I got Neil to phone up and leave a message as Bob the Builder. And we came home and went, "Oh look, son, there's a there's a message. I wonder who that's from." He played it and it was Bob the Builder. He just freaked out. He, just, <laughs> he, he, he cried for about half an hour. So how did Bob the Builder get my number? <laughs> how does he you know where we live? It's really so I had to get Neil to phone up as Neil to explain that he. The only, Bob the Builder's only real uh, character. That made it even worse. That was just <laughs> it was one of those hard fake plans that you, you dream up when you're pissed one night. In a club. It sounded a good idea, but yeah, ruined so many childhood memories that way. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Oh, brilliant. Um, we've uh, we've basically ditched everyone else uh, on the presenting team for the moment because they were causing us some problems. I'm quite happy we've done that actually, but um, that's another <laughs> story. I'll do some quick fire right questions, there. mate. <laughs> before we let you go as well we're, we're overrun slightly but I'm more than happy to do it but we'll just get I mean these questions you've probably answered a hundred times um, just just a few quick ones Mark if you're looking at it as well it's just the last few in the Palace thing if you want to sort of read it off me so your, what was your first Palace game you saw at Selhurst well I'm, I'm not sure I think I mean, my dad reckons he took me to a game the, the first one I know I was definitely at was March 1972 we beat Stoke 3-2 and my mates Dad from primary school took me. The, the whole reason I'm a Palace fan is when, my, the, when I started primary school, the kid I sat next to, his family were all Palace fans, and he had a, a jumper that his mum had knitted, so, which I just thought was lovely. It was in the Palace kit, mm. so it, his dad started taking me. And I'm fairly certain it was March 1972, but that, that's the one I was officially playing. That's the, that's the one I first got my, mem- my memories of. I've got no memories of any game before that, but that's the one. And I, I still, to this day, remember the green of the pitch it's just one of those things as a, as a small kid because you know those were the days long before you were born a black and white telly so mm. it just, didn't occur to me that the pitch was going to be that green it was just <laughs> it was just fantastic if there's ever any doubt about what team I was going to support it, it, it went immediately as soon as you saw the pitch it's fantastic so. that's fantastic so did you uh, so did you have um, when you first went along like in the 70s did you have a favourite player at the time yeah, I'd loved. Uh, I loved Don Rogers as a. I used to like Alan Whittle, funny enough. But uh, Don Rogers was was the one simply because he just looked. He looked so glamorous. And I remember. I, I, I remember it was the year the year I first went or the year before he, when he scored the golden goal, big match golden goal was a goal he scored against 
uh, Everton, which is basically a kind of mazy dribble from one end of the pitch to the other on a really, really muddy pitch. So, and he just looked, I remember getting a, a, a photograph of him, and he just looked with the moustache and that, and that kit as well. He just, he just looked proper. So he was my, he was my favourite player growing up in the, in the 70s, without a doubt. And in, in, in the 80s, it was Jerry, Jerry Murphy was my favourite player by a long shot in, the, in that sort of the 79 80 team. I love Jerry Murphy, but. So who currently, who currently, uh, I'm really upset that Kunago went, and I seem to be the only one. But I like Dean Mox is the one I really like at the moment. I really like. Yeah. Him. I think, I think he's. Uh, we, we we will keep him. I just think he bought into the Palace straight away. He just seemed to get Palace Dean Moxie. I mean, that's so spot on. You could, see, you could see right from the start how much it meant to him and how much the energy he just brought us down the left. And then, you know, he, he's very articulate. He's very noisy. And he can just he just seemed to respond to the Palace fans right from the start. And I. It, at, at the moment, it's it's hard picking a favourite Palace player because you know they all have their, their merits. It's very few that you you know you don't. It's like having kittens, you know what I mean? You don't like to pick throw <laughs> one at the basket. You all they're all your favourite in a way. But I really I really like Moxie. I think he's I think he's a really good buy. And he was considering that nobody thought it was a sexy buy when he first arrived. It's one of those. Yeah. It's a bit of a I think uh, yeah. I, I think Dean, uh, if he'd been there the whole season, would have been in with a shout for Player of the Year. To be honest. I, I think most people feel the same way. I think certainly I would have, uh, he would have been my... I mean, Clyde was my player of the year because he played every game, but I think mm. I think Moxie would have run him close. If he'd, if he'd, play, if he'd started in August and played that well, then he certainly would have been up for it, if, if, if not just for his attitude, you know. Yeah, there's a few there's a few what-ifs about the season. There's sort of a, you know, what if Ambrose had actually been fit all season. There's a, yeah. the what-if what if Alex Marrow hadn't got injured halfway through the season, you know, and... Uh, Never came back, and you just think, you know, we weren't, we we struggled all year, but we sometimes weren't that far off. So frustrating, but um, I mean, we. I was never, uh, you know, of course I was worried about relegation, but I I was never as worried this season as I was last because I I thought Mm. that when we when it when it clicked, we looked like a decent team. But the the Ambrose thing is really interesting because we had uh, Matt Lawrence on our on our podcast. Mm. He was a really, really good guest, and we we, we yeah. talked about Darren Ambrose, and he just said, you know, he said Ambrose is a fantastic player, but he said he's never seen one player respond more to a manager than Ambrose did to to Warnock, and he said when Warnock left, he was just a bit, he was a bit bereft, really. He said Warnock just knew exactly how to get the best out of Darren Ambrose. He said Darren's a bit of a hypochondriac, but Warnock understood that, and he let him, he managed his training differently to other players, and. It, it, I, I thought that was really interesting because quite clearly we didn't see the, the, the Darren Ambrose this season. We did. No. We did lots. I just. I don't. I also don't think Darren Ambrose sort of relished the responsibility because right at the start of the season, Burley was talking about building the team around Ambrose. He was going to be the leader. And I, I. I don't think he liked that sort of thing. I, you know, it was quite. It was quite clear that it was Derry and Clint Hill who were the leaders last season. I think yep. was, uh, Ambrose was quite happy to sort of fade into the background then and without the pressure on him he, he was a much better player and I think he I think it worried him a little bit the fact that Burley was really talking him up as the person around who the team would be built you know so it is mm. but you're right it's one of many it's one of many what ifs but it's you know mm. in the end the big what if didn't happen we stayed up so we can only be yeah. I think it's, it's a good observation about Ambrose it's not one I'd really sort of considered too much but um, I mean I sort I of always thought <clears throat> go on go on Mark no, I was just going to say that we both uh, spoke to Alex Manos, the club physio, on uh, yeah. sa- Saturday night, and uh, uh, we were mentioning some of the players that are currently injured. Yeah. And um, then he alluded straight back to the beginning of the season, and that Ambrose was actually out for three months, 
and right, yeah. uh, and you kind of forget that obviously at this time you know the summer now but you forget back in sort of uh, yeah, early August and whatever he was out more or less till Christmas time and he made the odd sort of fleeting appearance just uh, when he thought he was back fit again and then he'd break down again and this went on for sort of three months and I think I think that really affected his confidence and uh, speaking to Alex the physio on uh, Saturday he did seem to give the impression that you know, he it really was his performances this season really were a reflection of of his injuries more than anything else. Mm. But I take your point on Neil Warnock. I think Neil Warnock seems to get the best out of ordinary players, shall we say, or seems to sort of uh, play, uh, make players believe that they are almost better than they really are, and and uh, uh, that's what made him such a, such a such an asset to the club. I think mm. that, I think that's a really good point because Matt Lawrence was quite happy to admit that he thought. He said Neil Warnock quite happily says, I don't do tactics, my coaches do tactics. But he said Warnock was the most motivational speaker, you know, as, a, as an inspiration to players. He was fantastic. He said the, the trouble is at any Warnock club, you get six or seven players who will, will literally run for a wall for Neil Warnock, but the other players are scared of him or nervous yeah. about him. He said, he, said he, he, never galvanize, he never fully galvanizes an entire squad, but he, he gets enough out of six or seven players. To, to get it through, sort of thing, which I thought was a really interesting. Uh, yes, fan- yeah, fantastic observation. That yeah, he's a he's a smart guy, is Matt Lawrence. Okay, mate. I think we'll. We'll we should get. We'd, I mean, it'd be great to get more media work because he's really articulate and he's he's really funny as well. And he he, he I, he's missing Palace a little bit. I think Matt Lawrence. He said he he loved his time at the club and he's yeah you know, he's another one who talks about how, how good the fans were. Yeah, I never quite understood why he was quite so maligned. He got sort of took the took the blame uh, one spell. I think basically, I think we had a bit of a spell where we gave away a few penalties in quick succession and a couple of dodgy goals, and he just took the brunt of that. But he had some some really strong spells. One alongside Hudson, I think it was, and yeah. uh, and then I think then he, when he came back, I remember him scoring that goal against Sheffield Wednesday in the snow, and you know he he never gave you anything less than everything he had, and I never thought he was was the player, you know, this bad player that people made out. They have very short memories sometimes. Well, they do. Well, I mean, I, I was quite surprised by the amount of stick McCarthy gets from some of the fans around us, to be honest. Mm. But clearly he has the same effect on people that, that uh, Matty Lawrence had. So I think it's, yeah. it, it's a very exposed position, centre-back, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's other than goalkeeper, yeah. it's the place where you, your mistakes are really are really visible, aren't they? They tend to lead to goals, your mistakes, don't they? But I, I think... I certainly think Matt Lawrence was unfairly maligned, and I think McCarthy's been unfairly maligned by quite a few Palace fans this season. Yeah, I think that's true. I had a good old good chat with uh, with Paddy at the Player of the Year. Got that's an interview coming up very very shortly. Um, we're going to leave it there, Kevin. Yeah, okay. Is he a nice fella, Paddy McCarthy? Oh, he's a, he's an absolute diamond, and he's a very funny man. He he oh. certainly recognised that uh, Matt Packham was deserving of abuse straight away, which is <laughs> shows he's a very shrewd judge of character. So, uh, and Matt can't defend himself because we've disconnected him at the moment. Okay, mate, look, so great of you to come on, and I think that was, we really shouldn't have even bothered with any questions because it was just fun chatting to you, and uh, we'll hopefully have you back again at some point, mate, probably in the new season, if you don't mind. No, I'd love to, uh, we'll, now, now I've got to grips with the technology, that'd be lovely, yeah. I see it, I wish we had, it'd be make things <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> look, anyway, cheers, Kevin, really appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch with you again soon, and uh, it's been an absolute oh, pleasure, thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Okay, thank you very much to Kevin and uh, Mark still with me and uh, Mike in the background. Sorry to anyone who had technical problems while listening to us there. Um, don't really know what happened. We basically had far too many presenters keen to be on today and we've just had to basically drop them all. Um, 
probably for the best. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. But what we have coming up next uh, is the uh, the interviews with Neil Dans, with Paddy McCarthy, and with Alex Manos taken at the Player of the Year. Uh, we've been here since around uh, it's about quarter past two or so. Uh, it is now approaching six o'clock, and uh, we've had one or two drinks to be quite honest with you. Three Jaeger bombs. Yeah, we've had three Jaeger bombs. Anyway, I'm uh, you know player of the year. Do it's, that's what we're all here for, and, uh, and hopefully you'll be shortly hearing some interviews with some of the players and some of the Holmesdale personalities that we usually talk to as well. But on that subject, we have a few with us right now. Uh, I'm, apparently I've got to introduce the next two people as Baston. So, here are Baston, hold on, here are Baston. The, the bad boy boy band was better. I, I don't even, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what, what that is, what that is, 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 uh, is Aston and Ben. You know Ben, he's the usually quiet, uh, you know, and respectful professional person from Homestyle Radio. But, how do you put me? But, uh, yeah, we'll, go, we'll come to that in a sec. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, but Ben's, Ben's had a few tonight, and he had a few last night, and he's, he looks to be... He's certainly looks, clean as well. <laughs> yeah, he did throw some drinks over himself earlier as well. Twice. He's, doing, he's doing very well twice. twice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, three, but... so, let's do things... Um, we also do have Matt Packham with us as well. The, the mostly asleep Matt Packham. Now, you'll probably know Pax from, from, uh, from Homesdale Radio. He's the chap who sounds like he's asleep, and often is asleep. But uh, he's promised that that won't happen anymore. He'll be lively and excitable on Homesdale Radio in the future. But I'm going to go around these, uh, these three wonderful gentlemen and, and get, their, uh, get their thoughts on how they see the player of the year going uh, and what they're looking forward to most. Ben! <laughs> Evening. Afternoon. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think uh, it is afternoon. Yeah, afternoon. Hello, everybody. It's actually evening. Evening. Okay. It is evening. Afternoon, evening. <laughs> um, we're going to be going there in a few minutes. And I think I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, meeting the players is definitely a, a big occasion for mm. for us general public. And I think um, you think. Um, I mean, I, I often think um, myself. Um, I'll just throw cider all over my tie. As we speak, Ben has Seriously, man. I'll tell you what, I'm really looking forward to meeting Julius Veroni. Yeah. I think player of the year last three years, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting him and, and, and seeing what he's like as a person. Yeah. So he's a good goalkeeper. But he is. But what, what's the guy behind the goalkeeper? Um, yeah, exactly. That's the question. Yeah, that is yeah. the question. And we're going to yeah. find that out tonight, I think. It's Wonderful the, stuff. It's the next. Okay. I, I'm going to go... say that was the worst interview I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it was. And during it, you covered yourself in more <laughs> cider. Good work. Aston, uh, how are you feeling about today? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and whose fault would you say that is? Well, first of all, it was Packham's. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Packham's. I wanted to get here at four. He insisted we get here at two, and now what's happened? Amber, we've had this conversation, yeah. right? We completely agree with ourselves that we came here <laughs> with the right intentions. Yeah. We came here to base ourselves, have a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were we allowed to do it? Were we? No, we weren't. No. We weren't. And as we're speaking, there's the, 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 the absolute delightful Matt Packham <laughs> is making Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He was, yeah. And I can't quite help contain myself at the moment. No, that's a fair point. I think um, I think we've all learned a lesson today about what Matt Packham is. <laughs> Not to drink with him. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And uh, on that subject, let's talk to Matt Packham. Sorry, sorry, Hi, Matt. Am I, am I last again? You are, you're, you're always last. We don't really want to hear much from you. the best till last. And um, you're not quite last because Mark's just approached. Oh, Mark's just But, but, no, I, like but, that. but I, what I want to get, what I want to get. What I, what I want to get, Matt, from you is uh, how much you're looking forward to tonight and what you're going to be up to during the event. Oh, well, Chris, I'm, uh, I'm very looking forward to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, I'm rest already, but uh, we are all looking forward to tonight. I'm looking forward to meeting uh, the other whole members, but uh, apart from that, yes. It's nice of you to finally use your real voice as well. You've got a... <laughs> You've got a radio voice, have you? Seriously, who is he impersonating right now? I don't really know. <laughs> We've been using this voice on FIFA for some time now. Sorry, so, um... Off. No, but anyway, anyway, yeah, go cool. uh, Can I just, uh, like to say, introducing to Mark, this is the first time I've met my whole presenter, but, uh, <laughs> nice to meet Mark, and over to Mark! <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa's come along too! <laughs> no, I don't want to speak. No, you did speak. Yeah, I did. And then, we got that. <laughs> Mark, 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 the question. Mark, the question is, uh, is uh, how much you're looking forward to... 29 years old! The, <laughs> the, uh, is how much you're looking forward to the play of the year doing, what sort of things you'll be up to during it? Drinking. Uh, drinking, smoking, gambling, and then, um... Sure. Hopefully enjoying the evening and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, the whole event and uh, hopefully getting some sort of stuff going on there and uh, also uh, looking forward to the awards and uh, getting to chat to some of the players and hopefully some of the management as well. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Hawley Eagle, I believe I've got Hawley Eagle in the pub. Right, uh... <laughs> no, 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 it's not true uh, at all. It's, um, it's his brother. Okay, right, so Hawley Eagle. Yes. How many pints have you had today? I've only had the one. Okay, are you looking at, uh, having a lot tonight? Um... 20, 30, I don't know, whatever. Okay, uh, you... I want to outdo CPFC D-Boy. I want to outdo him. What are you looking forward to the most tonight? Um, just having a good laugh, having a good time, meeting up with some good friends and uh, having a chat with a few players. Yorkie, Yorks, Yorks. Oh, no, here we go. Yorks, uh, what are you looking forward to tonight? To, uh, some dancers knee. <laughs> right, uh, Yorks has, uh, made her way up, uh, how long was it tonight? Uh, today? What, from Bristol? Yeah, from Bristol. Two hours. Two hours. Yorks has made a two-hour journey up tonight, and she's had eight pints of lager and a packet of crisps. So, uh, how did that go? Scratchings, my love. Scratchings. Oh, sorry, porks, scratchings. Yes. Yeah, yes, pork, Hambo. And uh, Vanessa seems pretty proud of that. Vanessa, what's your comment on the pork scratchings? Very nice. Oh, very nice. Oh. I've got Mr. Thielen here. He's our new minibus driver for next year. Uh, I'm proud of him. Can I just have a few words? Uh, what are you looking forward to the most about tonight? 
Nathaniel Klein winning the award. I think it's an absolute no-brainer, and he deserves it 100%, and anyone that's voted for him, well, hasn't seen every game this season, basically. Have you sent any gorgeous girls here yet? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you boring! <laughs> Okay, we've got, uh, we've got Alex Manos, who's the physio, and uh, just going to hand over to Mark to talk to Alex. Mark. Hi Alex, just wanted to ask you how, how you felt uh, the season went on, uh, on the injury front, and, and how any players that are struggling at the moment uh, are getting on, and, and whether you think that uh, we'll have a, a pretty fit, fit team pre-season. You know, we know like Alex Mao and Lee Hills have been out for a while. Uh, how do you think they're coming on in their rehab? Well, we had, it was um, a season of sort of two halves really the first half uh, we had a number of injuries uh, for the first few months some of them were you know were quite unfortunate as well we, you know we lost Darren Ambrose early on through no fault of his own and he was out for three months um, and then thankfully after Christmas things sort of quietened down and we only had a couple of injuries you know and they were mainly long term so I think sometimes with the change of you know, change of coaching and sometimes the change of training that sometimes helps as well. Um, but you know, towards the end of the season, we were only really left with the longer term injuries like Lee Hills and Alex Marrow, um, who are obviously still you know looking to get fit over the summer for next season. Do you think? Uh, do you think Alex will be fit for pre-season? Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, he's had an unfortunate time in that. Um, he was close to getting back and then you know he struggled with his ankle um, a couple of times really and just just didn't have enough time to settle it down before the end of this season but he's now doing quite well he's, ha he's had it rested for a few weeks and we're hoping that he you know he's ready for you know for the start of pre-season he's working hard on his fitness and he's fit lad anyway it's just whether or not his ankle is is, is ready in time but it's looking like it will be Aston had a little bit of a dance there going on. Uh, how, how have you found things so far? Well, apart from Packham. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you've raised a point, he's been a disgrace this he evening. Been he's been absolutely unbelievable. Paddy McCarthy called him a. 
Yeah. Can I can only agree. <laughs> the, boy, the boy, the boy has no morals whatsoever. No. It was just because I'm in my early 30s. <laughs> just because so. you're not in your bed. Yeah, having, 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 having a sleep right now. So, Mark, sleep. Mark, can you actually say that this Packham here tonight yeah. is the same Packham on the radio <laughs> on a Monday? <laughs> it's, it's a fraudster! It's it a fraudster! I want something done about it! Pax, <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh... Who's the fake man next to Pax, me? Pax, how do you feel about these allegations that you're not the same Packham who's on the radio? Well, to be fair, I, 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 I don't actually smoke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a good point. Vanessa? He sounds half asleep on the radio. He does. It's point to that. I'm I'm in my early tens, but I I'm not leaving the Mark, can you change his nappy for him? I think we're going to have to before the night's out. Ben? No, you're not Ben. Ben? Let's talk about No, I'm sticking to it. Ben? Ben, how have you found things today? Um, to be honest, Chris, I found it, uh, I found it great. Um, I would like to know if there's any truth about Pax and the fact that he cheated at the Heads and Tails. I saw him cheat. He had his hands on his heads. The answer was Tails. On his heads. <laughs> the answer was Tails. He just stayed there. He's going to try and defend it. But the thing is, if you don't smoke, you go all the way until the end. So, yeah, 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 now, Matt, Matt, actually, you, you don't actually smoke, do you? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> um, anyway, we, we've, we've spoken to Ben, so I'm now going to stink the spares. Yeah. He's going to speak to Ben. Mm. I'm going to speak to Steve, and, uh, Steve, how have you found things? Uh, hi, Chris, I'm Steve, uh, <laughs> otherwise known as King for Jazzalabond. <laughs> and, yeah, I've really enjoyed tonight. Um, I haven't dipped my tie in any food at all. Yeah. Um, I haven't drunk loads of alcohol. Um, and I haven't interviewed any players. Do you think it was appropriate when you, uh, when you touched Mark Bright on the, on the anus? Oh, I think he really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I think... I think he was a bit starstruck. The look, no, the look on his face kind of showed me that, that he had enjoyed it, and I do plan to, to go a step further later on. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that smile on his face, it was almost as if he understood, wasn't it? <laughs> mm, it was almost like he viewed me as righty, and um, we could be righty and righty. Well, that's good news. <laughs> it dares me to run around the pitch naked. Yes. Um, yes. That's yes. the one. Yes. Frankly, I'm the only one who doesn't seem to want to see it, but, but off we go. Anyway, um, I think perhaps none of that's usable, but we'll, um, we'll, uh... Oh, Aston Davey, la la la, la la la, la 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 la, we love you, Davey, oh yes, we do. Anyway, that's... <laughs> this is just totally unusable. I'm, late, I'm going. Bye now. We're, uh, we've got Paddy McCarthy with us, which is very nice of him. And uh, just going to get a few words from Paddy about uh, how he's seen the season so far, and then I'll hand over to the other guys to ask him some questions. So, Paddy, how have you find, found the season? Yeah, so obviously we've... Um, it's been tough, but it was never going to be any different. I think um, the club over the last probably 18 months has been through a lot, but um, we've, we've managed to stay up this, this season, and um, I think we've got to take the positives from it and, and move on next year. Yeah, um, and uh, obviously captain this year. Have you found captaincy? Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Obviously, it's, it's possibly been the most difficult season of my career, um, and, I, and probably all the players will tell you that. It was never going to be easier. We started pre-season with 10 players, uh, we've lost a, a lot of players last season, a lot of 
big characters from the changing room, um, and it was always going to be a battle. But I think, I think looking back now, I look at back at the season with a, with a big sense of pride of of what we've achieved and, and to achieve um, championship status um, two years in a row after going through administration and everything the club's been through uh, is a massive achievement in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. With regards to, to next season, what potentially and realistically do you think we can achieve? Listen, I, I think um, obviously. Um, the summer's important, but um, the lads have every faith. Well, the lads are, are all um, really confident, and we've all got every faith in the manager. We're, we're all really looking forward to it. Everything's been positive from the fans to the players to the to the owners. And um, ever since I've been at the club, I've been at the club three years now, and I've never felt so positive about the place. So um, we'll 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 go into the season knowing that's going to be a tough 46 games, as it always is in the championship. But we look at Norwich um, and and teams like that and Blackpool, and, and we and we know that. If we can get off to a good start, that the, that anything can happen in this division. It's going to be tough, but we know we have the backing of a fantastic support, probably one of the best supports I've had yeah, in my career, and um, I know I'm looking forward to it. I was going to say the fans have been pretty impressive this year, even as a supporter in the stands. I think Matt wants to ask you a question. It could be anything because he's an absolute mental case. Go on. He's playing next year. So yeah, he's the next year next year. He's taller than you, isn't he? He's going to get them some of my clearance. We've got two quick questions. One's the city one and one's the normal one. Go with the city one first. Right. So why did you think I will be playing for Palace next year at the age of 18? Because we can deal with a target man, and you're about nine foot tall. <laughs> he's a very angry man as well, so he'd certainly fight the defenders well, off. Well, yeah, well, he's got sharp elbows, but <laughs> considering he's nine foot tall and weighs two stone, it might be, <laughs> it might be a bit easy to brush off the ball, but... Oh, OK, we've got a normal one, yeah? Right, here we go. Is it normal? Right. <laughs> when you come out of the tunnel... Yeah. Right. How do you feel in front of, well, I'm going to say the last point of the season, because that was when we had the most crowds. How did you really feel? What was going through your head? Um, obviously, get the hairs in the back of your neck stand up. Um, to, lead, to lead a bunch of lads, a great bunch of lads that we have out onto, onto such a fantastic, um, what, I, what I see is a fantastic stadium with, with unbelievable crowd. It is a fantastic achievement. I had my family up in the box. Uh, my mother came out from Ireland, and, and it's, it is, it's, it's an emotional it's an emotional feeling when you walk out. It, it, it brings kind of, you kind of holding back the tears really when you walk out, and it's always something that, that I'll always remember throughout my career and something that I enjoy. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Aston's question. When you first came to the club, were you, did you, did you realise what Crystal Palace meant to you as a football club when you first came? As to when, obviously now Dougie Freed was taken over the club, because I mean you can obviously see from a fan's point of view what Dougie means to everyone as a, from a club point of view. Does, it, does the club mean more to you now that Dougie's taken over? And now that you can look towards the future, I mean, how do you see the future now with Dougie compared to where you were the last two years, where everything was kind of up in up in the air? And yeah, it's it's stable now. I mean, we've got we've got owners who are Crystal Palace fans. We've got a manager who's been there, done it as a player, as a as a coach last year. Who he played a massive part in keeping us in this division. And as a manager, he's been. I mean. I think I think if if, if Dougie could have collected Player of the Year this year, I think he would have deserved yeah. it because he's been fantastic. I mean, he's come in, he's got the respect of the lads, and he's changed around from 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 the Preston game on. It's been fantastic, and and he for, for me, with or without me, this club is moving forward with these people at the helm of it, and and I'm glad of that. But regardless of what happens, and and players will come and go, but regardless of what happens, this club is moving forward. I'm, I'm delighted at that fact. 
and you're going to stay with us and help, and help me be a pivotal force next season and help, help us be the club that we should be. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm committed to the club. I, I proved that last year when I signed it. I signed a contract last year with, without an awful lot of negotiations. I had one meeting and, and this is where I want to spend the rest of my career. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I've got an eight-year-old son who will never forgive me if I even thought about leaving the club. <laughs> my family are settled in the area. And I've got friends who will probably never speak to me again if I left. So, <laughs> no, I, I love I love this club, and and it's um it's been three years. It's probably been the longest I've spent at a club, to be honest. And I've got another two years, and hopefully next next season we'll have a good season, and we can sit down next year and look look forward to the future. Because I'm 27 years of age now, and and I feel I can bring a lot more to this club than than what I have done in the in the future. I've stayed injury free last year and contributed to a staying in division, and hopefully I can contribute to us going even further next year. We're lucky enough to have Neil Dans with us. Just a quick chat with Neil. Carrying an absolutely massive award. That's unbelievable. That was that was a Player of the Year award as well, Neil. Vice President's Player of the Year. How do you feel about getting that, first of all? Um, to be honest, it's been an absolute like pleasure, obviously. To win any sort of award like this, it's amazing. And like I say, it is a big trophy. Probably end up drinking out of it in the next couple of hours. But there you go. Um, it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful and thankful for being, for being, <laughs> for being voted for this award and it's a, honestly it's a pleasure and uh, season overall how have you ever done the season obviously struggled a bit on the pitch but yourself you obviously played very very well and quite rightly got the player of the year there for the vice president so um, how have you found your season um, obviously like you said it's been an up and down season but at the end of the day um, we've achieved which was always going to be a tough tough season after the events of the previous season so like I say the main thing was that we um, kept our, kept the, well we stabilised the team you know in the championship and, and then give it give us a platform to build from there and luckily we've done that and no that's through no like lack of effort of any of the boys and even the likes of like say George Bailey he might have done but in a day he come into a tough job and he did um, he, he had a, he had hard reins to take over but like I say um, Dougie Friedman come over who is now the gaffer and like I said, I've got so much respect for the gaffer he's, he's come in he's stabilised the team give us a solid platform and for me I, me personally I've worked on a lot of managers and I've definitely seen him being a top manager so I think Crystal Palace cannot do anything more but go forward with, with someone like him in charge OK uh, you're getting a small crowd gathering behind you interesting but um, I'm going to hand over to Mark because Mark's going to have uh, a few questions for you Mark I don't want to like, put on the spot or anything no, but, I mean, you said you weren't going to do this the million, the million dollar question is yeah. to be honest yeah. all Palace fans yeah. we love you yeah. we want you to stay yeah. at Palace yeah. and we you know without cutting all the balls and everything yeah. we want to know yeah. will you be a Palace player next yeah. season like I say obviously you, like, you can ask them sorts of questions but you're never really going to get an obvious answer do you know what I mean because obviously it's not as simple as that but I'm going to be speaking to Steve next week and hopefully we can come to some sort of arrangement but like I say no matter what happens whether if I stay or if I go I can honestly say that this has been one of the best clubs I've ever played for the fans have been amazing the people at the club are amazing like I say yourselves everyone involved in, in the whole thing has been absolutely amazing to me my family to everyone else and like I say for better or worse whatever happens I've got nothing but love for Crystal Palace just uh, like uh, like so I'm off the art subject and uh, light art subject it was just going to ask you like a couple of questions like yeah. who's the biggest joker in the changing room 
I've probably been asked this so many times, and it is definitely my roommate on a way trip to Calvin Andrew. Honestly, I swear, if he wasn't a football player, he would 100% be a Hollywood athlete because the, 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 the guy, honestly, is. is so, what, when you say he's an actor, what does he uh, perform? He, Impressions, just every joke he tells, he, he takes the part of every character within the joke. And honestly, if you, if you ask any of the boys, they'll all say the exact same person. So it's a great roommate, yeah? A great, uh, uh, I'm blessed to have him as a roommate. <laughs> and uh, your highlight and lowlights of the season, uh, from yeah. your, your point of view, yeah. uh, what will your highlight of the season be? Definitely the highlight of the season is probably one of them has got to be the Leeds game. Just, just that feeling, it was almost of like a repeat sort of, a, not as big as the Sheffield Wednesday game but for me because I missed the Sheffield Wednesday game last season through um, a little bit of stupidness wow. it was um, it was sort of it was yeah exactly <laughs> it was sort of the same sort of feeling and obviously to hit hit the ball that on the day got got told as my goal but I think um, Jermaine Easter got the goal like five weeks later or something but <laughs> like I say what about the goal that wasn't the one that didn't cross the oh, line yeah, apparently yeah, when yeah. it did the one where you rinsed everyone oh, that know, was goal of the season know, I'll be honest I keep looking back at that and I'm like why didn't you give me that why didn't you give because that probably was the goal of my career that so. was messy that was right yeah but at the end of the day that's football and I've still got the highlights of just the run so I'm happy <laughs> and, uh, and Neil is, uh, anything you say was uh, what was the low point of the season um, I think low points for me personally was probably when I did my medial and I was out for seven weeks but like I say I bounced back from that and like I say scored one goal less than I did last season in a lot less games so for me it was a low but it also spared me on to, to push on because I see I see the team in like obviously while I was away and I watched the team and I, I couldn't wait to get back so it was I learned a lot about myself you know during that time and got to like obviously think about the whole season when I came back um, like I say I'm, I, I'm, I think I played my part in, in keeping uh, the club up that's great what uh, look, we've asked uh, we spoke to a few players tonight obviously yeah. and uh, we've uh, sort of said uh, you know their highs and their lows and so forth and uh, I mean uh, I mean can I just say as well one of my highs of the season is getting <laughs> getting interviewed by a pissed radio presenter <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been trying so hard to get the phone back off him. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Absolutely rinsed by Danzy, and rightly so. How long would. How long? How long? Unbelievable. Ben, Ben wants to ask you a question. Completely non, non football related question. As a music fan myself, Ed Sheeran, how was that gig? I'll be honest. I, met, I got to meet Ed after the, after the gig, and he's the most humble guy. That's what I love about him. He's, he's like, like me I like to think of myself as that sort of person but I've come from like not a great background or whatever but I know where I came from I'm still still humble I can speak to anyone all my friends and my friends and he's like the sit from the same sort of cloth do you know what I mean and like I say I met him on um, Thursday and he's going to be a superstar and I've got no but Ben is uh, Ben is essentially gay for Ed Sheeran it's disgusting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so am I Ben so it's good cool. awesome seven, awesome this year. seven. Cool. anyway mate listen I'm, See, I'm, I'm jealous of you Ben I'm jealous <laughs> Either I like to say on, on behalf of Block V in the half away, 
Whether you stay, go. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you've been our favourite player for the last couple of years. I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate that so much. How much, you, how much do you spend on these shirts? 250 quid, was it? You bought your shirts. Bought your yeah. shirts, He's a legend. Matt, that's a legend. And uh, all right, do you want to say? Kells. 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 online celebrity. And I think... And she's... You've probably seen her a few times this evening. I seriously deserve one, so if it's you, Mark, would like to take it. I can only apologise for Kelly, just ruining everything. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going to, uh, Kelly, I'm just going to end the interview there. Say, um, can I, alright, go on, hold on, let's let Kelly get a picture taken while I'm waiting. La 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 la. Brilliant. Neil, I'm just going to end the interview there because of Kel's being, being very rude. Listen, mate, you are Palace Nothing, you've been fantastic for us, and I want to wish you all the best with whatever you do. Can I just say, honestly, I do. I owe, I owe Palace my gratitude, and honestly, to the fans, these have been amazing to me. Honestly, yeah, I know I started off obviously a bit rough, obviously being injured and stuff, but since then, these have been nothing. But honestly, even through them times, you supported me, got me through everything, and I'm just glad that I've been able to give something back. And uh, on behalf of this trophy that I've received tonight, I appreciate it. I give it towards all the fans, all the people that voted, and everyone else. Thank you. That's great, mate. Yeah. Uh, wish you deserve all the best. Cheers, We've got Matt Packham and Kells Bells, she of the potty mouth, potty mouth, mouth, mouth. Right, uh, uh, Pats, what did you want to say? Uh, me and this lovely looking lady, I mean, she looks about 14, even though she's 41. Um, it's been an, oh, she's it's pinching my nipples, but I do like she it. She does I do like it, so I can't complain. Um, I hope this goes on the radio, because I do love the woman. It so. will, it will definitely go on the radio. Kels, can, Kels, can we get some, uh, yeah, comments from me? Like, I, my well, you, just stop trying to get naked. It always happens, every time. Sorry. Um, how yeah. do Mark, um, Mark suggested you were a bit of a wannabe wag. How do you feel about that? No, that's just, like, a lie. Sorry? Absolute lie. Where is Sean, anyway? Where is he? This channel's waiting for you by the firing exit. He's nearly as old as Vanessa, just to let you know. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that, Pax. And, um, who was your favourite player you touched up tonight? Uh, Danzy. Oh, oh bless. Absolute can I... Can I can I can I also make an observation that you bowled in in the middle of my interview with Neil yes, Gans just to just to, me, just to molest him? And you mean that was fair? Yes. <laughs> you disgust me. One last question. <laughs> One last question. I'd be like that. And where's your friend from earlier? Walshy, what have you done with her? Um, she went home. Why did she go home? Uh, she was tired. She, yeah, she's tired. Tired and emotional yeah. and sick of you. I've got to go because I need to, like, you know, you I need to. I need to. Can I make a comment? Oh, oh, that's right. Can I make a comment? Yeah. One thing from tonight that I've kind of felt is that Paddy McCarthy is an absolute legend. The interview that we have with him, by the time you're hearing me, you will probably have heard the interview with Paddy McCarthy. But I think the man is an absolute legend and he's a credit to this football club. And we got the exclusive. He wants to stay here forever. The whole of his career, he will be here. I'm I, I, I have to clarify my Age. I'm actually not that old. How old are you? Old enough, but not as old as you think. Are you older than me? I'm 30. Uh, yeah. Are you young enough? Can I ask you one more question? Matt Beckham is 18. Is that true? Yeah. I am freaking cheap. Freaking? I know. I'm being. I'm being civilised. No, I'm actually like. I'm like. I'm reasonably aged. Well, whatever you. 
Whatever you are, I think fine. we've recorded about five hours. I know. Bamba, I love you. I love you. Oh, oh, Right, ladies and gentlemen, this is one quick question for Chris Hamlin because he hasn't answered one question tonight. Correct. Chris, the one question for you is, do you actually smoke? If you do, why? I've never smoked and I never would because no one smokes. It's Ambo for home, Homesdale Radio. I've, I've not had that much. It's a bad start to not know the name of the site. Let's advertise it well, please. Okay, let me start that again. I'm going to be old professional. Hi, this is Hambo for Homesdale Radio. Wasn't that good? Sounded that's like very, a proper DJ. Yeah, it was. It was. And uh, we've got a special treat for you today. It's, uh, it's an interview with the often unseen creator of, of Homesdale.net. It's Peter Guntrip. Hi, Peter. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks. Cheers. I mean, I mean, these are words of a of a great man, um, a, oh, philo- a philosopher, if you will. Not just me. No, just him. It's unbelievable. We've also been joined by the editor of Homestyle.net, the one, the only Pendigle. It's Gordon Law. Hi, Gordon. Hey, it's been a great evening tonight. I really enjoyed it. It's been great to meet the great Harambo. It's been a pleasure, especially Anna Lee here in the background there. It's been a great. I love the duck meme and the um, cheesecake for the pudding. It's been fantastic. And um, I just had to say, pick up Neil Dance. He's been a great professional this year. And um, I don't really talk like this. It's um, not your real voice. No, my name's Eagle. Um, I don't really speak like. Uh, I just feel like I, I come from Ponge. Ponge. It's called Lower Beckenham. It's called Ponge Eagle. Yeah. Have you driven from Penge in a car now? Yeah. Jerry Adams. Tony Blair. I think we've got off the beaten track. Off you go. Hey, I'm Paisley. And again. Hey, I'm Paisley. Right. So now back to what we were talking about. Um, it's yeah, Peter. Me. Peter. And Gordon, I'm going to go back to Peter. Um, Peter, who's Peter? Country, Gunter Soft. Gunners. The Gunster. The Gunster. You don't. You don't often communicate with your with your, with your wonderful listeners. Have you got anything you'd like to say to him? Not a lot, really, but um, <laughs> uh, Penge normally uh, is a spokesman for the uh, site, so uh, I just did a programming. Did you have to read the, uh, the Get the Homestyle Awards to this year? Uh, uh, we did indeed. What did you guys win? I was win? absolutely astounded that uh, Starfy beat me in the uh, <laughs> Lifetime Awards, but uh, fair play to him. Yeah. I wish I could shake his hand at some point, and um, yeah. I look forward to that moment, really. Yes. Uh, uh, Penge, what did you win? I, I can't believe it. I wasn't even nominated. Absolutely gutted. The amount of work I put in to the site every bloody bloody week. Yeah. Do you think it's a travesty that Ben M17 only came third in Young Poster of the Year? Ben is 17, he's only 17 years old. You know, <laughs> he's lot to work for. Listen, yeah, you've, uh, got, you've got a learning, lot of learning to do. Lot like of, Wolf, uh, you've got to uh, work for the uh, player of the year. So, uh, well, I'm going to try for next season. Yeah, exactly. Can I just say it's a great pleasure to speak to the great Harimbo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it's one of my favourite ever insults that's been labelled at me. I mean, I've taken most of it out of my signature now, but. Can I also just say, we and the Homestore Online, right, we've got some attractive women. Here, on <laughs> better than the other side. I won't name them. Pinch uh, <laughs> will uh, speak to you in uh, 
Yeah, he, he, does, he likes to vet the women of the site, uh, and he, do, he does check your Facebook accounts regularly, uh, and Twitter accounts. He doesn't have a Facebook account, um, by the way, I'd just like to say. Not, not of his own, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, listen, guys. It's under Dougie Freeman, his account, so... That's uh, disgusting. Now, guys, um, I mean, obviously, we're, we're probably, probably coming to the end of our wonderful, informative interview. Really? Now, I mean... I thought it was just started. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, it's been a, it's been a changing year for Homestead.net. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're in the closed season now and all we've got on the website is complete idiots just trying to uh, antagonise people and get amusement out of nothing. But generally, it's been a big year for Homestead.net, hasn't it? Well, well we're, gonna, we're not going to tolerate some people. We're going to make sure we're not minimal message boards. Cancel that order. Not minimal message board, we're not. Chris Pass paid the anniversary, she both worth both worked hard on yeah. for the last um, like you 12 months. Basically, we're going to make the site the best site there is out there, really. There's never a love. Basically, we're all both Palace fans. And uh, can I just shout out to the moderating team? People like the great Harimbo. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Fucking fun. Yeah. James Creedy, old chap, you know, all the others. Great. There's been a great work to make the moderate, moderating and make the board a great place to be. We're a good site, you know. Come yeah. on. The best site, I'd say. And we'd uh, like to make sure that as many people sign up to the elite membership of the website ah, because yes. it keeps it going as much as possible and keeps good funds making to whatever we do and we'll keep it going and just so doing the best. We're going to have another little push on the elite membership. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it right now. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, I want to say thank you to both of you for, for the site because it's, uh, it's, it's, well, it's certainly entertained my life for a long period of time and, and this and this season I've met loads of people from Homestale and it's, it has genuinely given me a lot to do and a lot, a lot of people to talk to uh, and to get myself out of Crawley as well. It's more a great, than it's a great community it's a great and not may it continue because you know, let's, 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 let's go for it. You know? yeah, we're going to get a few uh, more Jaeger bombs from uh, Chris. So, uh, <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Cheers guys, thanks a lot. Cheers, thank you. Cheers. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park. Every Monday night, this is Homestale Radio. Can I just say as well, one of my highs of the season is getting, <laughs> getting interviewed by a pissed radio presenter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic stuff. Amazing, amazing. Poor old Mark getting absolutely destroyed by Danzy. And... Uh, just want a quick mention on, on the Danzy interview there. Obviously, many people were, wanted to know the answer to Mark's question, and Mark did ask it pretty direct. I think it's open to interpretation, what, what Danzy said there. Obviously, he talked about the fact he's going to have a meeting with, uh, with, with Steve and I, and I assume Dougie, and uh, probably and that they'd, he'd hope to iron something out that they can all agree to. But at the same time, you could, you could also interpret his comments later as, uh, as pretty much a, a very fond goodbye so I'll leave you guys to make your mind up about that if you want to hear it again it will be out in the podcast tomorrow uh, before we move on and, uh, and get to your emails and other types of communication whatever that might be uh, we've got most of the pre- presenting team back other than Matt Packham but Matt has left me a, um, a job to do to remind you of something that we're planning uh, it's just obviously we have the Homesdale meets where we've recorded the match day diaries and they're always held at the, the White Horse um, 
as we're all missing Palace and each other quite so much, we've uh, decided to organise something for the off season. Uh, it's it's uh, for Aston's birthday more than more than anything. Although mine is also about four days afterwards. But just have a look on the on the thread of Homestead if you're interested and you've you've met up with us before. Uh, sort of 6 p.m. onwards, but the details will be on the thread, and we'll be pushing that towards the 25th of June. Is when we'll be doing that. So do have a look at that, and uh, it'd be great to see some some new faces down there. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, great chat with with, uh, with Kev Day earlier, which was much appreciated, and uh, yeah, great guy, and we're glad to have him back at some point. Uh, Paddy was also in there, and uh, you know, pretty pretty much an exclusive there, telling us he wanted to stay here for the. For the rest of his career, which was uh, fantastic, and what a guy to speak to as well. Um, okay, that's great. We're just going to go through your your emails and stuff. But I just wanted to get Mark's reaction before we do to uh, to Neil Danz's comments. Mark, how did you how did you feel? Uh, what about being rinsed by Danzy? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a privilege, <laughs> isn't it? You know, oh, it, it was it was a classic. It's uh, it will probably be a whole radio classic for. Uh, for the foreseeable future, until someone else gets rinsed. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I'd say it was, he said it's the highlight, one of the highlights of his season, and certainly one of the highlights of mine as well. Along with uh, <laughs> along with Paddy calling that Pax Crouchy and telling him he was nine foot and two stone. That was also amusing. Um, okay, we've not got too much communication from you, thank God, because we're uh, massively overrunning. So we're going to quickly run through it. There's four emails. I'm hoping the guys here can see those. Um, so I just do want to say welcome back to them because we have uh, we have lost them. It's uh, it's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Yay, that's good. Ben, hi, Ben. Hello. Yay, and last but not least, hi, John. He's deliberately going quiet there. He's definitely there, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yay, there you go. I feel, I yes, John. I feel a bit Chris, that's all. Yeah, I know. It's been bad today, <laughs> isn't it? But you know, but what can I do? You're you're now in Matt Packham's role, which is last for everything. So you can take you can take his email. Okay, I'm just gonna go. Hang on, what, what Matt Packham's email? I'm confused. Go on, you just go straight into it, John. Hey, do you want you want? Have you got a, have you got an email to read from Matt or not? Not you from confuse Matt. Me? I was oh take man, Matt. Oh, there well, isn't one yet. Okay, listen, I'll tell you what, the first, the first email we've got is from, uh, from Nick Gussett, or Gussett Wussett, as he's called himself. He says, Gussett here, good to hear you got over the heavy night on Saturday. Wish I could have been there, but I'm lucky I, I get to go to games, let alone football-related night out. And uh, <laughs> my question's this week. What question did you think, what question did you think, Don, I wished I asked about that, on the way out of the fans forum last week. Ah, uh, what did I think I wish I'd asked? Ah, now. Because um, Mark actually did ask a question, whereas I never got round to it. I wanted to ask about Darren Ambrose. Um, we've had quite a decent chat with, uh, with, with Kevin Day about that, and I think he made some very interesting points there. But I wanted to, wanted to ask Dougie um, how, he, how, he felt, how he felt Ambrose best fit into his team, because... We've seen him play wide left all season and uh, hasn't quite been uh, as successful as he was. But we've, like I say, we've talked about that already. That's the question I wish I'd um, I'd asked. Um, I'm going to ask Mark this next question that Nick's come up with uh, for an answer there because it's it's more relevant to a man of some seniority, I think. Um, it says, "What thing do you miss about football in days gone by?" 
My own one is that I want team players to be numbered 1 to 11 again, like the old days, so we can tell what position they are. Mark, any ideas? I'd, uh, some of the presenters on uh, the football shows. <laughs> some, of, some of the commentators. Lawrence Satan Greavesy? All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I miss about football in days gone by? I, I suppose yeah. uh, in, uh, if I really want to be uh, nostalgic, I suppose terracing more than anything. But uh, that's just a personal thing, and that's nothing that I or anyone else mm. can do about that. But uh, I do miss... Uh, Big crowds at Palace as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. We were right at the end of the season to a point, but, you know, um, yeah. um, you know, I, th- I think I think hopefully... Well, they talked to the fans for them, didn't they? As Steve Parrish mentioned it, that they want they they do genuinely feel that we can see 25,000 crowds at Palace once more. And that's, that is their aim. Um, yeah. It's like uh, the old days. You always have the hard bastards around, you know, and they used to make some nice cynical hard tackles that... They got yeah. away with. It. Now you can't breathe on a player. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's a very good point. And you imagine some of the, some of well, you, I just like Harris or something like that. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Every week, you know. That's it. But, uh, All right, mate. Thanks yeah. for answering that. That was a quality answer from you once. But I'm glad I relied on you, John. I've just uh, chucked you an email to read out in chat there. I really wish I hadn't. Now, now I've actually read what I pasted. But off you go, mate. Yeah, I'm going to read it anyway. It says, yeah. uh, "Hello, mate. It's Kevin again. Obviously, Kevin Day. Uh, just no, thought." <laughs> what? That's 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 a, that's another message. It's the one underneath that where it says JB. Don't read that one. That that actually never happened. All right, I don't even know what you're talking about. No. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's from um Kills Bells. Apparently, it's um it's been rumored in the chat room that Hambo seems that's like the kind of guy who would wear Y fronts. Can you confirm this? It um, says no. I mean. No, exactly. Everyone knows that. No, listen. We talked last week about pants in news in briefs. I talked in quite a lot of detail about me preferring a cotton pant. <laughs> you know, what more do you want? You don't need to speculate. It's all there for you. Download last week's podcast for your answer, Ben. And, uh, you know, and you know, if you do want pictures, uh, we'll discuss that at some other point. Um, okay, the next question uh, is the... the the greeting is copyright Nick Gussett. I think you'll find it's from Serial Thriller. It's always good. I'm just going to... You uh, can't read it all. <laughs> oh, can I not? Oh, man. <laughs> well, you'll well, you'll just have to uh, leave a word or two out. And, uh, you, but you, can, you can access this. It's your turn. Can you, have a, can you have a sensible read and filter as you go, do you reckon, Ben? Ben? Benjamin? Ben! Uh, drinking, smoking, gambling, and then, um, drinking, smoking, gambling, and then, um, drinking, smoking, gambling. <laughs> you know what I've done? You know what I've done there, guys? I've a lot of airtime. I've talked with my Sorry. mic mute. Oh, you were talking with your mic muted? I know somebody who does yeah. that. Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah. What have I done now? Good wearer. Good wearer. Okay, mate, off you go. Okay. I'm going to censor this as much as I possibly can. He says, Hi, how are you all? Do we want to answer that now, or should we wait till later? Um, I'm fine. Good, okay, I'm right. Okay. He, says, he says, Okay, that's wonderful. I'm really good, thanks for asking. You didn't ask? Well, mm, you. Can, I, can you say, mm? Well, I did just say, mm, so I guess I'll never know if I can say, mm. <laughs> mm, nose. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> Given that you decided to completely disregard my intelligence, 
Sorry, I'll, I'll start again there. Anyway, yeah, given that you decided to completely disregard my intelligent and well-thought-out question last week, it's Serial Thriller, by the way. Well, he calls himself Serial the Monk Thriller, so we'll go with that. He thrills Monk. Yeah, apparently so. I thought <laughs> that I'd tone it down slightly this week, as you can see by my introduction. So in the chat room, we've been discussing the merit of the player's looks, and Kels and I have decided that Lee Hills is an absolute heartthrob, and we really <laughs> like to do things that I'm not allowed to read out on air. And then, <laughs> you, uh, can, said, you can say knob, definitely. Okay. Apparently, Even as Cyril a would like to knob him. Yeah. Um, yep. And then he says, "Well, I would. She'd struggle to knob him. Although, based <laughs> on the player of the year night, anything anything sounds pretty good." <laughs> so, Lee Hills, would you? Um, he's a charming man. Was if I was, uh, I, you know, I'm, I will say this now. I'm completely. I, I support the gay community, not literally. I, but I am. I'm a big. I'm a big fan of their you work. Do. You're just digging a uh, big hole for yourself. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of their work. I mean, I know football fans. We get all this this home, this this homoerotic banter, but genuinely, I don't want to. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But you know, but I don't think there's anything wrong with a with a, another man finding another man attractive. And you know, had I be had if I was of that persuasion, well, Lee Hills is an absolute dreamboat, isn't he? Wouldn't you say, Ben? <laughs> oh, I've been compared to Lee Hills before, actually, um, by by my mum. You're right, there we go, that's it. <laughs> I was just wondering what the other that was. That is, says it all. Right, cheers, Ben. Um, I think, uh, don't you think that, uh, that, um, that if Kels is that keen, that uh, she could always Twitter him, you know? Uh, exactly, well, I think she has been today, if I, uh, if my, my I think spy. she Twitters everyone at the club. Yeah, bless. <laughs> um, okay, listen, that's, that's the emails out of the way, and they're all of the appropriate uh, level. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who contacted us. I uh, really appreciate that. I don't want to end anything without talking to Aaron. Uh, in an, in a way, it's been the worst possible show for Aaron to end on because he's barely been able to do anything. Because we dropped him once um, in the middle of, of the interview because we were losing connections and it was ended up with just me and Mark and, and I've not really had an email for him because I wanted to save him till last. But Aaron, uh, you there, mate? I am here. And you, you're excellent. Your mic is unmuted. This is fantastic stuff. Listen, mate, it's your last, it's your last show of the season. Um, I'm gonna, I, mean, I'll, I just want to interview you for a, for a short while. Honest answers, all right? Okay. Uh, what's been your highlight of being on Hull Radio this season? Oh, it's, it's definitely got to be the complete and utter laughter that everyone brings, and of course, my fantastic impressions. I've, yeah, I've enjoyed your impressions. They're slightly racially insensitive at times, but they have always yeah. been good. My favourite was your cowboy. It's a yeah. very good one. That's another story. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. <laughs> Thanks, John. Glad we brought you back. <laughs> um, okay, mate, and um, in terms of, I mean, obviously you think back to the, the sort of start of the season, we hadn't even dreamt up, whole, well, Emma Mikey hadn't even dreamt up whole radio and it, it didn't exist. And now you've uh, now you've been personally interviewing players and all that sort of stuff. Has it exceeded your wildest dreams? <laughs> yes. I thought that's a good question. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking of these on my feet, man. I thought that was really good. I'm very sincere. Yeah, that's top professionalism, there, Chris. Well done. I've Mate, got I've... a question for Aaron. Yeah, go for it. How does he hold his breath under the water for that long and still manage to talk? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, special technology and stuff. I've got gills. I am uh, coming out from under the depths for the summer. Nice weather. But I will be returning to my pineapple under the sea for more whole radio next season. (laughs) 
Excellent stuff. And listen, mate, you got to a few games this year. You hoping to get to a few more next year? I will definitely. Excellent stuff. Well, we're going to try and get to a few of the pre-season games. Hope to sort of uh, drag you along on a few of them. Uh, we'll report back for all the whole radio listeners and um, listen I want to take this opportunity to actually be sincere for the first time this season and say thank you so much for all your for your time and effort because you've you've been a great part of this show and you've worked really hard as well I mean you're one of the one of the few people who's basically been here every single week barring next week and you've worked behind the scenes as well as on the show and listen mate you've you've been brilliant you've just got better and better as, as we've gone on uh, I'm going to buy you a new microphone for next season. And, you know, thank you so much, mate. And uh, I think that's a that's a brilliant pay- place to... Uh... And obviously, we've got the, the meet-up on the 25th as well. Uh, Mark wants me to mention that again. You can obviously come to that and see us all. And I believe Mikey will actually be there, which is amazing. He doesn't really wow, who's exist. Mikey? Who's Mikey? Who's Mikey? <laughs> I know. Genuinely will be there. And that's something for all you people listening at home. If you want to get to the White Horse on the 25th for about 6pm, you will get to meet the legend that is Mikey at the same time. You won't. It's, it's a laptop. It's a laptop with one of those... Uh, you <laughs> type, you type the words in and it says them. That's all he is. Uh, uh, that's brilliant stuff. I'm going to end it there. Listen, um, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, to end it there thanks to all of my co-presenters and for bearing with us today uh, even Matt Packham who isn't, hasn't come back um, he didn't bear with us he didn't no he became bored and, uh, and you know thank you up smoking. thank you to Kevin Day of course for, um, for his wonderful interview with us which I thoroughly enjoyed and uh, we'll, in- we'll enjoy listening back to in the podcast Talking of podcasts, at some point in the very near future, there will be the rest of the player interviews, and there's a lot of them. I'm actually going to read from a list, I know that sounds weird, from a list of people we've interviewed that we hadn't got to. It's Lee Hills, Matt Parsons, Dean Moxie, two with Wolf Zaha, Sean Scannell, uh, Owen Garvin, and Alex Marrow. Interviews with all those people to come on a podcast to be released fairly soon. Uh, and the reason we're releasing that separately was not only time, but uh, we'll be re uh, getting you guys to resubscribe to a different iTunes feed as well. So it'll all tie in nicely to that. Uh, we'll remind you of everything on the boards, but can I just say thank you to everyone who's involved once more. Thank you to everyone at the Player of the Year Awards, not just the people who spoke to us, but the people who helped out as well. We had some great guys running around getting interviewed, getting players to come over to us to be interviewed. It was such a help on the night, and uh, a few of those in, even chipped in questions as well. So thanks to everyone, thank you to my co-presenters, and thank you to Mikey, and we'll see you again soon. Can I just say as well, one of my highs of the season is getting getting interviewed by a pissed radio presenter. (laughs) It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.